Well, hey, Baba Love. Oh my gosh. This is a day that I have like been begging for, for, uh, I don't know, like two and a half, three years. Um, one of my ride or dies best friends in the whole world, the Reverend Seth Olson is joining us today. Seth and I, um, both went to seminary from the Diocese of Alabama, um, to arguably the best seminary there is, right, Seth? Um, the seminary of the Southwest in Austin, Texas. And just not to embarrass Seth, but just to let you know, like, I'm not sure I could have gotten through seminary without Seth Olson. Um, and our friendship has remained. He officiated my wedding. Um, we talk every month. Like, this is one of the best men I have ever known in my entire life. And I am so, so, so grateful for his friendship. And I have literally been begging him to do this for as long as we've had a podcast. <laughs> and, you know, he's been, like, having babies and working and doing all that stuff. And Seth is the associate rector at All Saints Episcopal Church in Birmingham, which is a fabulous church. Um, Alan is not here today with us, but I'm going to get him to link All Saints so you can learn all about Seth. And if you remember, last week we started a journey of the Psalms, and we're going to talk about the Psalms all semester long in, in academic terms and um, so what we, we're doing is we're just asking some of our best friends and good buds to just talk to us a little bit about their favorite psalms and what that looks like. Now, this is not going to be coming out till Thursday, but today is um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. And for those that don't know, Martin Luther King Jr. is a saint in the Episcopal Church. And there is a collect um, for Martin Luther King Jr. and his amazing work that he did during his lifetime. So the Lord be with you. And also with you. Almighty God, by the hands of by the hand of Moses, your servant, you led your people out of slavery and made them free at last. Grant that your church, following the example of your prophet Martin Luther King, may resist oppression in the name of your love and may strive to secure for all your children the blessed liberty of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So, Seth, you wanted to talk a little bit about the Psalms in general and then a couple of specific Psalms. So, first of all, welcome, dear friend. So glad you're with us. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a real treat to be with you. And I'm kind of chuckling because, yeah, I, I've you've been talking to me about this podcast for a couple of years and you finally got me on here during family medical leave with I know right <laughs> it only but took I, having a baby to get right. me on yeah. you I, have, I have a three-week-old uh little girl uh who's just so precious and um it's it's been such a gift but if I have these huge bags under my eyes that's what's going on uh you know um you got father brain going on we got it we got yeah. it 
Yeah. So if I, if I sound incoherent, uh, you can blame it on sleep deprivation, but yeah, I, so I love this. I love your podcast. I love this idea of, of kind of reading scripture together. And I find it so appealing that, you know, that's where you went with this, this whole program and, and in particular where you're going with the Psalms. Like, I think, um, there's so much richness and there's also so much, you know, of our human experience that we see embodied in the words of the Psalms. Um, so, you know, there's basically Psalms for every mood of your life, like, you know, the most triumphant moment to the most gruesome. Um, and, and so I, you know, I'm a positive person, generally speaking. So I, I tend to lean towards the, um, the positives, but, um, one of the things that when you started asking about which Psalms I would like to talk about, what really kind of stood out to me, uh, was something we learned at Seminary of the Southwest from, uh, Cynthia Kittredge and, um, and others. Uh, I, I mean, I think, um, like Steve Bishop, like talking about these worlds of the text and how we explore them. Um, like there's that world behind the text, which is the author, whatever they were doing, like what they ate for breakfast. There's the actual words of a psalm that are written on a page. And then there's what we bring the world in front of the text. And so when you ask that question, as much as I love the words of, of Holy Scripture, like my favorites uh, are my favorites because of who I was reading it with almost, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, I love that. Holy Scripture is supposed to be read in community. It's a living, breathing, you know, word of God. It is the living, breathing word of God. And um, we can't we can't read it or understand it just by ourselves. Um, yeah. So we well, have to. Says, I'm going to interrupt you. I already told yeah. Seth I could do this a million times, and he knows this about me. I mean, we talked about this last week a little bit, like in the Episcopal tradition, um, in, in the Book of Common Prayer, the Psalms is the only entire book of the Bible that is there. There's a hundred and fifty of them. And it's the only one that for, unless we have like a canicle in there or something like that, that we every week read together, just like you were saying, like in unison as whether it's sung or said or responsively by half verse or responsively by a whole verse, which um, you know, Nathan Jennings can come on here one day and tell <laughs> about what that half and whole verse means. I never knew until I went to seminary. Um, but, exactly. uh, but, but what you're saying of like being in community with each other and like the ups and downs of the Psalms, right? Like, like the greatest moments and the hardest moments all mixed together and that you get to do that in community. I mean, that, that's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and, and thinking back to the the truth that these have been read in community for for many, 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 many generations since you know basically we were we were having Christian community. We've been we've been you know and before that because this is not it's not just ours. It's it it's uh, you know tradition as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I love that our you know the words that are coming out of our mouth are are not just our words that we you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants, uh, who have come before us and, you know, people like Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and so, so we can, we can kind of know that these particular, these particular songs from scripture 
um, have been there for people in, in those challenging moments and, and they will be there for us. And so I think that's a real, a real gift. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, when you, when you ask what, what are your favorites? Uh, the first one that came to mind was Psalm 133. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I, I did my, you know, my seminary work at Seminary of the Southwest, uh, I was, studying undergraduate at, um, at Swanee. And I knew you get that in there. I knew you'd get that Swanee <laughs> plug in there. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and so I'm one thirty, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of colleges will have a slogan, but Swanee being the good Episcopal college and university it is, um, it's, uh, it's got a, a university Psalm and it's Psalm 133. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you go around, campus, you might see these three initials that is e- EQB around campus. Um, there's even, you know, there used to be a place called the EQB club, um, but it means ecce quam bonum, which is the Latin first words of, of Psalm 133. Behold, or how do you, how, do you want to read the Psalm? Is that, how, and it's how do you, a fairly, it's a fairly short Psalm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have it in front of you or do you want me to read it? I do. I have, this is from our as you were mentioning, it's in our Book of Common Prayer on page 787. Perfect. Uh, so Psalm 133. Oh, how good and pleasant it is when brethren live together in unity. It is like fine oil upon the head that runs down upon the beard, upon the beard of Aaron, and runs down upon the collar of his robe. It is like the dew of Hermon that falls upon the hills of Zion. For there the Lord has ordained the blessing, life forevermore. Yeah, I, you know, so it's only it's only three verses. Psalm one thirty three. Uh, oh, oh five, five. Excuse me, five verses. Um, yeah. Looking at the um, in a, a different version, but anyway, um, it's five verses, so it's fairly short. So tell me, tell us the background again about Swanee. Like why why those first words? Yeah, uh, in in Latin. Yeah. So behold, how good. Uh, I guess that's the King James version is my guess. Uh, Behold how good and pleasant it is to dwell together uh, with brethren in unity. Um, And so that, that concept, yeah, Yeah. that concept is Swanee is not like a lot of other institutions. It's out in the middle of nowhere in the, you know, rural Tennessee. But if you drive up to it, it looks like Hogwarts and people are like, what is this castle doing in the middle of, uh, you know, the woods of Tennessee. Um, And so you form these, friendships and bonds. Um, and right there at the center of campus, you, you see the, you know, like the highest building is the, is the, the chapel, um, and the, the bell tower, you know, right next to it. So you see it as this kind of focal point of the community that this is this place where people come together to dwell in unity. Now it's become more secular. There's no forced chapel anymore. You only have to go in the chapel, I guess, for maybe signing the honor code now, but used to be you had to be there every day. And so they had chapel, you know, throughout the week. And there was this kind of, I guess, refrain that, you know, we're together. This is where we're, we're learning together. We're, we're in community together. Um, and, and for me personally, like I, it's funny because I had a couple of friends that, you know, in college you do silly things. Uh, you have, you have a couple of drinks and then, you know, at a lot of places you go to a big college football game. That's not what happens at Swanee. At Swanee, what I did was, uh, with a couple of my friends, we, we made a, 
a rap version of Psalm 133. In <laughs> of course Latin. you did. Of course you did. So this is how ridiculous we were. Um, Do you yeah, remember so, the rap version? Well, it was just using the words. Bono met Kwan Yikun. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it was awesome. Um, it, you know, maybe I can share that clip for you. Uh, yeah, if you need. that'd be awesome. Um, but right, I, just, that concept, though, of unity, like, uh, and I'm so glad this is like all on Martin Luther King Day because Martin Luther King, like, preached unity, preached being people of um, community. And I think, I think, I mean, and I think that's awesome for Swanee and it's so true, but it's also can be pertained to, to any community yeah. and, and being in unity. I was thinking about it today. <laughs> you know, sometimes you like, remember the days of Facebook and Instagram when it was just like puppies and kids and, you know, like really sweet stuff. And now, it, yeah. Yeah. And now it's like all political and people jabbing at each other and blah, 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 which does not create unity, you know, which yeah. does not create what God is calling us in this particular Psalm of 133. It creates division. It right creates unrest. Um, and, and, and I also think as you go a little bit further in the Psalm and maybe you're going to talk about it, but like that he brings up that the Psalmist brings up Aaron specifically, <laughs> like, what is it about Aaron that that's important? You know, and I don't know the answer. Maybe Aaron was someone of unity. I can't remember. That was a long time ago when we were in on that <laughs> chapter of Bible love, but, and, and then also that all on our heads, um, Seth and I have the great privilege of having healing oil and getting to go visit parishioners. And I, I mean, I cannot tell you the looks I have seen in people's eyes when you put that oil on someone's head and you bless them with God's love and grace. Um, and I have a healing service every month. I'm sure All Saints does as well. Just that touch and that oil and knowing that you are so incredibly loved by God. So I love this Psalm that all of those things are kind of intertwined together. Yeah. The, you know, it's this analogy that look, being together in unity is as good as, you know, the, the oil dripping down Aaron's head upon his beard falling down. It's this overabundance that's happening and not just anywhere it's happening in Zion, like in the Holy city where we're all called to be together, to dwell together in unity. And so it's kind of this interesting circular circular kind of thing that's going on that, yeah, this is this community of unity. And it's so good that, that we do this and dwell together. It's almost like being in Zion together where we are together. And then we go back around to, you know, this unity and, um, and also that the oil can drip down the beard and nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like that's another <laughs> part. And, I, and it's funny, no. but it's also like another part of unity, you know, like just be who you are yeah. and you unified in God's love. It doesn't matter if the oil's dripping down the beard or if the oil's dripping down your face or, you know, think about Ash Wednesday when the ashes get all messed up. Like none of that matters. Right. That right. you're in unity with God. Right. Because the idea is that 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 last verse is so you know it kind of just is this yeah just kind of this you know i don't know i I wouldn't say a cherry on top because it's it's almost like it's the whole point is that fifth verse for the lord has ordained the blessing life forevermore it's that you know that's what we're 
celebrating. You know, we can get so caught up in the things that we're fighting about on Facebook, but the truth is what this life is about is dwelling together in unity. And that's what we're all, you know, that's where we came from and that's where we're going. Um, and right. so there's a real gift in that. And, and I, yeah, I love that you brought up the, the healing oil. Cause I think that is, it's such a powerful thing. We're trying to do something at all saints where, um, each week people can come, we have a little side chapel, it's called Holy Family Chapel, right off the, uh, side of really where, where our altar rail is. And, and what we would like to do is have kind of, you can come in for healing or you can come in to pray for your birthday or your anniversary during communion. Um, I love and that. So it's, yeah, I think connecting those things that, that I think are, are so powerful that, you know, healing, that healing oil connected with the sacrament of Eucharist. And yeah, we don't just come for healing we come for strength and, and, you know, vitality too. So yeah, yeah. we don't have a little chapel, but so I just improvise. And as soon as I give somebody communion, if I know they're hurting, I just kneel right down there, right then and there and pray for them. And I, and not only is it me praying for them, but also I think about like, and I don't make a scene about it, but also like their vulnerability of being prayed in unity in this community that loves them and cherishes yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and most people know because they're on the prayer list or something going on in their lives. But I think um, I think just that presence at the altar or in a little side chapel, whatever it may be, and just that moment of focus on your healing and God and your, you in that moment is precious. I mean, Seth, I think the day I die, one of the things I'll look back is all those faces I got to see when I put that healing oil if, as they were dying or were trying to heal or whatever it may be as I moved it down. I mean, what a gift that yeah. we get to experience. Incredible blessing. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't leave, to, I don't leave my house without my oil. It is in my purse yeah. at all times. Um, a colleague, Je- there's two Jeff Evans in the Diocese of Alabama. Yes, Jeff- there is. This is uh, not G. Jeff, but J. Jeff, who's up at St. Stephen's in Huntsville, um, in a Curcio talk uh, about the sacraments, talked about particularly the the sacrament of uh, of unction and healing, and and how he he said he carries his uh, his you know uh, oil stock in his pocket as a reminder, as a you know like anytime he puts his hand in his pocket. He feels that and it's kind of a talisman. It's kind of a reminder that, okay, this is, this is my calling. And I, I really, that has stuck with me. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Now there was another Psalm you wanted to talk about for a minute. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, uh, yeah, 95 verses 95. one through seven. And I'm, I'm pulling this up from, from morning prayer. Um, okay. and, and the reason, you know, again, uh, world in front of the text. This is something that, that really sticks on my, uh, sticks out, you know, kind of from my heart, emanates from my heart is, um, our time in seminary and going to morning prayer. I was much better at going to morning prayer than evening prayer because by the time yeah. evening prayer came around, I was yeah. like, we were I, done. Got, I got too much other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, we were done. I, uh, and I had classmates that would, you know, invite me. Uh, but you could see it in the numbers too, Seth. Like morning <laughs> prayer was very well attended, and the evening prayer was like four yeah. or five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
You yeah. were there on the days you had to officiate. That was kind of how. Was it was. Sorry, definitely. Cynthia, Stephen, all <laughs> of, we love you, but like you, Nathan, you sorry. they were in seminary too. They know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We had a few. I had a few classmates that would always be there. You know, the 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 stalwarts. But um, we're better I than. Love, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so the Venite Psalm ninety-five one through seven really sticks out to me, and it, and like I hear it, like I can. I have it right in front of me, but I can usually say it to myself and often do. But when I do, I hear it sung um, because of what we sang together. I think Tuesday mornings was sung morning prayer. Um, you know, so come, can you tell everybody what Venite means? Uh, I think it's the first line. is like, come let us sing to the Lord. It's right? sing to oi. Yeah, sing. Yeah. Um, and so that's a Latin word, just in case people. Okay, so keep, go back and sing to us again. I interrupted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the the you know they're stuck in my my heart. Those words, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the Rock of our salvation. I mean, so I can, if I'm ever wondering like what's that whole psalm, or at least verses one through seven, that's that kind of joyful song emanates, and I can even hear my classmates singing it, which is. What you know? I know not everybody has a, the best time in seminary and gets along with all their classmates, but I had a really rich class that was very yeah. closely knit, and so I can hear a George McGavern or a Susanna Cates, and you know, um, even our late friend Clay Tolls, um, who who would you know he was the one that was always inviting me. Hey, you you got to go to chapel. Like you're not yeah. going to know what you're supposed to do until you go to chapel. Be um, Clay. Yeah, but that those words are 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 words that um are just so synonymous with joy to me. Um hearing that whole psalm and go, you know, go look up a a recording of the Venite and and listen to it cuz it is just this this kind of it's like a an ode to God that that God will be our shepherd and that God will be guiding us, uh, that we're God's people, that we're the sheep of his hand. And in our job, our, our whole goal is to listen to his voice and to like be ready to, you know, start each day by saying, God, what do you, what would you have me do today? Um, and that's just, that's such a gift. It's such a gift that that's, and that's there. It's like, you know, it's, if we look at the prayer book as saying like, you know, whatever's written first is kind of like the preference. So that's the preference in, in our prayer book is to say the Venite um, there in morning prayer. And so if you're saying that every day or, or even the Jubilate, like there, and during, you know, Easter, the uh, Christ, our Passover there, those, those are such rich words. Um, you know, the first two are from the salt, the Psalter. So we get to hear those words that have been prayed again over and over and over again. Uh, and there we are saying those words or singing those words in certain cases. Um, and it's really just, at least to me, it cracks open my heart and, and helps me to realize my, my job, my, you know, like, yes, I, I am supposed to be somebody that's in vocation all the time. But even if you're not ordained as a, you know, ordained minister, your job, your role is to listen to how God is calling you to, to serve others, to take care of yourself, to take care of those beloveds in your life, and, and then to reach out in love to those who, who are underserved. Um, and that's, that's a real gift. Aren't those the two greatest commandments? 
to love mm-hmm. God and love our neighbor. And I think that's yeah. interesting how all that comes back together and you're right. And Seth, you do such a good job of that, especially for me and for so many. And um, I'm really grateful for um, your time and your thoughts on all this. And so I, I always try to kind of put a challenge out there. And so maybe this next couple of months, just pick up the Bible, pick up the more, more uh, the book of common prayer, whatever it may be, and read a Psalm and see how yeah. that speaks to you today. Um, you know, sometimes we just read it and we're like, Oh, Aaron or Zion. We don't know what we can't like relate to that, but that's actually not true. And I, I, I think if you read and you, um, inwardly digest, it will become a part of you. And also I feel like whatever emotion it is that you're feeling, you will get that in the Psalms. Like they, they're, they are so packed with emotion. And it also like almost makes me like feel more connected to God that I am a human and that I have these feelings and these emotions and I don't have to be perfect every day of the week. Right. You know? right. Um, so anyway, Seth, I love you with all my heart, my friend. And listeners, remember that God loves you, but we love you. But most importantly, God does. 